This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Stacy Poehler. Hey there, everybody. I am so excited today to have Davis Butler. He is a local attorney with Butler Mercero LLP. They have offices here in the Atlanta area in Alpharetta and in Jacksonville. Welcome, Davis. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your business? Well, we are um, we are a small corporate boutique law firm. We're all former big firm lawyers from big firms here in Atlanta who decided we wanted to have a little bit more control over our lives and to spend more time with our families. Um, but we also tell everybody that we got tired of working for the big private equity guys and the big investment bankers in New York and California and Chicago. And we decided that we really wanted to help small businesses. And so we opened an office first here in Atlanta with some of my buddies that I used to practice with at the big firms. And then we decided to, to open up an office down in Jacksonville, Florida, which is a really good market for, small companies and entrepreneurs, just like Atlanta is in the 400 corridor in Atlanta, which is really good for tech entrepreneurs and small businesses. So that's what we do. We focus on small businesses and helping small businesses get really good legal support for um, from a corporate perspective to help them set up and grow and become really good, strong, viable companies that maybe can be purchased someday or take take them public someday. We don't take them public, but we grow them up and get them ready to be taken public by the big law firms. So we set them up really well and give them good services. So that's what we do. Awesome. And talk a little bit about yourself and how you you know decided to go into law and um, a little bit about your background. Oh gosh, now you're going way back and you're going to let me know how old I am. Um, this is my 30th year of practicing. Um, I started, um, I decided years ago that I wanted to be a lawyer watching my, then at the time it was my girlfriend's father, who's now my my wife, my father-in-law. He was a trial lawyer, a defense lawyer, actually, who was kind of your modern day Atticus Finch. And I just loved him to death. And I watched him do all kinds of great things for people fighting the good fight when, in particular, when doctors were sued or people, businesses were sued in things that I thought they probably shouldn't have been sued for. And he was a fantastic man, a really um, good man, a good church man, too. And I kind of wanted to follow in his footsteps. So I decided to go to law school and I convinced my wife to marry me and I quit my job at the same time and took her with me to law school. school. She was the breadwinner for three years for us. And I really, I was one of the few that really liked law school, even though it was really difficult. I um, went after law school and clerked for a federal judge for a while and thought, thought for a while about clerking for the Supreme Court, but decided the United States Supreme Court, but decided I really needed to go make some money. So I took a chance and came to the big city here in Atlanta and worked for Alston and Bird, which is a really fine, outstanding law firm here. 
in town. Um, I worked at Austin and Burr when it was less than 200 lawyers. And now I think they maybe have close to 2000 now worldwide. It's a huge law firm now, but um, I got good training there. I still have really good friends there. Um, worked there for gosh, seven or eight years and then decided to go take a chance and went to work for the International Olympic Committee doing transactions all over the world. And at the time I was pitching for business to try to do some international legal work and the International Olympic Committee used to have an office here in Atlanta. Um, instead of just doing legal work for them, they ended up hiring me to come work for them. And I told my wife, hey, why don't I just try this for six months? It's worth a shot. And 10 years later, I was still working for the oh, uh, traveling all over the world. And now I've done business in 40 countries, um, really doing deals all over the world, but personally have been to 40 countries doing business deals and loved it. After doing that for 10 years, I decided with some buddies, former buddies at Austin and Bird to start our little law firm and focus what we, what I knew from sport and doing deals all over the world to continue doing deals, but focus on the small businesses here. I've when I started at Austin and Bird, I did a lot of healthcare transactions for little healthcare for big healthcare companies. Um, I still do a lot of healthcare corporate transactions for all kinds of healthcare companies, tech, tech companies in healthcare, and just regular healthcare companies. I do a lot for doctors and physician groups and dentists and. Um, all kinds of healthcare related entities. We also, because of my experience with the International Olympic Committee, I do a lot of work in the sport world too. So I've gotten to do some fantastic sport related work. I've, I've helped the, for example, the United States Olympic Committee restructure amateur sport in the United States in light of the Larry Nasser. Um, stuff that he did. Remember, he's the guy that was the terrorized little girls down, you know, in, in Texas and also in Ohio. He's now in jail for the rest of his life. Thanks. Good. Thank goodness. But the IOC, my connections with the IOC allowed me to then be invited on behalf of the United States Olympic Committee to help restructure some of the corporate side of the way amateur sport is governed in the United States. And I worked with people in Congress and rewrote the Ted Stevens Act. So I've done a bunch of stuff in sport too. And I've gotten to be involved in some of the restructuring of some of the athletic conferences in the NCAA. So I've gotten to do a lot of really fun stuff with that corporate side of the practice in addition to representing small businesses. So that's kind of a pretty good overview of the last 30 years or so. Yeah. Goodness. I, I love doing this podcast because there's just so many cool people in our area who've done, you know, these big things and we, and you know, here I'm thinking I'm going to talk to some boring lawyer and you oh, no. <laughs> help shape policy. And now I might be a boring, I may be a boring lawyer, but I've gotten to do a lot of really fun, good stuff. Um, some stuff that really means a lot to us, yeah. to me. Um, there's nothing better than helping protect little girls and little boys in sport. But it's also awesome to know that I'm helping protect, you know, I, I represent 
something called an independent um, um, practice association or an IPA. It's a big group of pediatric doctors and their practices here in the North, kind of, well, the Atlanta area, but a lot in the North Atlanta area. It's an alliance that helps take really good care of kids. And I love representing them. And to me, that's as important as the work I did for the United States Olympic Committee. I mean, I helped them come together and, and work together to provide better care to kids all over the place. I mean, that's, it's, it's really meaningful work. It's some stuff that when I came out of law school, I didn't, I didn't even realize that lawyers got the opportunity to do this kind of stuff. I wish more people knew that corporate lawyers got to do this kind of work. I love it. If, if I didn't do this, if I had to litigate like my father-in-law did, I don't think I would have enjoyed it nearly as much as I've gotten yeah. to enjoy what I do now. That's great. Um, are there any like myths or uh, mis misconceptions out there about your you know, particular practice area or just law in general that you feel like it's important to kind of break down for us? Yeah, most people, when they think about lawyers, you know, most people think that lawyers are litigators, that we all go to court all the time. Um, of course, when I, for, when I was younger, I did go to court and I clerked for a federal judge. I was in court a lot when I was working with him, of course. But a lot of us don't. A lot of us are business guys that spend a lot of time helping businesses. Um, one misconception is people out there, they call lawyers when it's too late I wish they would call me much, much earlier, especially small businesses when they're just starting. Um, a lot of times people don't want to talk to lawyers. If they would call me early in the process, gosh, I could help save them so much headache and so much money in the future. I have a little side business. Well, it's not little now. It's a big business, but I have another business on the side called BYs, and it's it's an online educational business that is geared toward teaching small and medium-sized business owners online, just giving them tools, especially in the healthcare side, like dentists and doctors, to teach them when to call a, a lawyer. Don't wait until the sky's falling, but go ahead and call us early. We can help set you up with things that make your life so much easier and I can save you so much money in the future if you'll just let me help avoid all the problems that I've seen for the last 30 years. So I think people people view lawyers as people that fight in court all the time. They don't always view us as the people that can help set things up and, and help you and help people. That's That's really, I think, the biggest misconception out there. No, it sounds like you definitely have a heart, you know, heart for helping others. And you found ways to be able to do that in your business. What are some of the things you do for fun? What do you enjoy doing with your family? And oh, gosh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a first time grandfather, which is amazing. I, you know what? As you, as you think about your future, I never got far enough to think about being a grandfather. And I tell everybody this, and my wife fusses at me. My wife of now 34 years, she fusses at me for saying this, but I can't believe I'm married to a grandmother. <laughs> but it is so fun. Um, 
I don't know that being having the chance to spend time with a grandbaby is the best thing ever. Um, we love our church. We go to Perimeter Church, which is up in Johns Creek and Duluth. I guess we we love our church and we love what we get to do for our community. Um, we do a lot of stuff in the community that we love. Um, we're real happy in this kind of North Atlanta kind of corridor with Alpharetta working in Alpharetta. Um, I have a son and his wife who's, she's a new dentist and they live just up North from us a little bit. This whole area with um, Milton, Crabapple, Alpharetta, Johns Creek, we just love it up here and it's fun to engage and help people up here. So we do a lot of things with the community. Um, I love to, ride my road bike. I wish, I wish we had better roads up in North Atlanta to ride road bikes. I wish it weren't quite so dangerous, but I love doing stuff like that too. So that's, that's awesome. kind of us. Can you think of a hardship or challenge that you've overcome in your journey or career journey? Yeah, well, that's a tough one for us. We've the last couple of years, unfortunately, um, some of my friends would tell tell you that it's kind of like been a couple of years of kind of pretending like we're Job. I'm Job just a little bit. We had a house fire a couple of years wow. ago where we lost pretty much everything. We don't really know what caused the fire, but going through that was really, really hard. And some illnesses that I've been through that you just you know, we all kind of know it's coming. It just came for me just a little bit early and it all hit at the same time. And that's been, that's been really hard to have it all hit. But I tell you what's amazing. Um, one prayer that I've had is that, you know, just for God to show me close friends and to show me what the community around me, like I've always desired to have really good community and have roots deep but boy, I got to see it when I saw the thousands of people that kind of came around us and took care of us through all of that. It has been an unbelievable experience to watch people just love on us. So you just you never want to have your house catch on fire and then not have a place to live or not have any of your stuff. But when it happens to see the good in people around you, not everybody, but a lot of people will come and help you. That's been a really sweet experience. Gave me, even in, you know, you, you look at the news every day and it, it's, it feels like the world is collapsing around us, but then you experience the goodness of people taking care of you when you need it. That's a sweet thing. So that's, that's been both hard and good at the same time. Yeah. It sounds like a really tough situation. Sorry you've gone through that, but I think being able to see that silver lining and and and, and look at the positives, that says a lot about you and, um, you know, who you are as a person. Um, what's one thing you wish our listeners knew about your business? Well, you know, we, as lawyers, we kind of... Um, we work in the shadows a lot and I wish not too many people now, but I wish more people knew what we did. We don't, I don't, we really don't have a whole lot of time to market who we are and what we do. 
But I do wish more people knew what we did and more people would call us when they needed. The problem is I don't have enough good help to do all the work as is right now. So I, I do wish more people knew what we do. Um, I mean, we do at our little firm, we do some pretty extraordinary stuff and we do it here right in, you know, little Alpharetta, Georgia. Um, I have one transaction that I'm working on now that's a it's a big transaction. And we have a law firm up in um, Boston that's on the other side. That's a big law firm. And they have 17 lawyers at their firm on the other side. And we just laugh that, first of all, we laugh that why would anybody pay 17 lawyers at a big firm to represent a buyer? But it's just me on the other side. You know, that's kind of what we do. And we're really, really good at what we do. Mm -hmm. And we're proud of what we do. So I do wish more people knew that even in little Alpharetta, Georgia, we can have some really good, sophisticated stuff going on. And I, I tell you, I wish more people knew the quality of the business that we have here in, in North Atlanta. We have some fantastic businesses here and maybe not as many people know about that. It is a right. great place to have businesses. So it's real, really business community here is really strong. What are some ways you help small businesses? Sometimes people have to kind of hear the ways that you can help them. So it starts to ring bells for them and have them think about, you know, when they may, like you said, you want people to use your services earlier. Um, I mean, I'll give you, this will be a little bit of a technical answer, but but this is a great one. Okay. So small, a lot of times small businesses don't realize until they get really big, they don't realize that there's lots of tools that you have to make you better. So I have one small business. They have, I mean, they have a number of employees. They have about, I mean, 50 or so employees. So they're a little bit kind of medium size, but you can do this in a smaller 20 size business or 10 person business just has one owner though. And they came to me and they would really like to sell their business. Well, one of the things that they never had heard of before was that you can put in an incentive compensation plan that you can add this corporate element to your plan so that you can incentivize and align people in ways that if they all work together and the value of the business grows and then you sell the business, you can reward those people with some pretty significant bonuses at the time of the sale of the business. And that business alone, in a year and a half, we have more than doubled the value of that business. And the way we know it is they had an offer about a year and a half ago to buy the business. And that offer, and that was for many tens of millions of dollars, an offer. And then now they just got another offer that was uh, was 130% more. For the business just in about a 15, 14, 15 month period with just one incentive compensation plan that they didn't know anything about. That's one example. Another example is, um, and we see it a lot in the healthcare space, when young, like young doctors, dentists, um, just young healthcare professionals will put in place a really good business idea, but they don't know all of the rules. 
and they'll violate the rules without even knowing it. So they won't know to go talk to a lawyer. And if they had talked to me from the beginning, I could have structured it very easily for them. Mm-hmm. Well, I just got off the phone right before this podcast. And I was talking to somebody who has violated one of the most basic rules. And already, thankfully, I caught it before there was too much damage, but already they're having an investigation from a regulator. If they had just called me ahead of time, I could have easily structured it for them and gotten them all kinds of benefits from the right structure. Another one is when you structure a business from the beginning, if you structure it correctly, I can save you so much on taxes. I'm not trying to get you out of paying taxes. I think we should all pay the appropriate tax that we should pay. But there's no reason to pay more than you should. And I can structure your business in a way that benefits you and pays the right amount of tax. So those those are just three of many, many examples that I can give that can help small businesses just by calling me ahead of time. Don't wait until there's a problem to call a lawyer. Call a lawyer at the beginning. Right. You're not just a problem solver, you're a problem preventer. Yeah. yeah, you know what? We're more, we, in fact, we say we don't, we don't just attorneys at law, but we're counselors. And the more counseling work I do, the less expensive it is. If I can get it on the front end, if I can help structure things on the front end, I mean, it is pennies on the dollar and make you so much more valuable. People just don't realize that. And the reason that they don't is because, again, going back to what we said earlier, they view lawyers as fighters in a courtroom as opposed to counselors. Like we are, we really are corporate lawyers oftentimes are more business counselors than anything. If you call me when you want to start a business, like I'll have a buddy call me and say, I'm, I'd like to start this business. What should I do? I've been, just think about it this way. I have seen 30 years of business mistakes it's why corporate lawyers can go run businesses because we know what not to do. And we have a number that we've seen, wow, that really works. Or that kind of structure works a lot better than this structure. We know all that kind of stuff that we can then just give that knowledge to our clients. And it's so much better, um, better than consultants that don't have the legal experience. And we, we offer a whole lot more than just a document, you know, and another thing I would say, too, is, you know, a lot of times people will try to go use some kind of online legal resource to draft something. Please, you know, anybody listening to this, please don't do that. Um, it is far, far, far too complicated when and, and too difficult to get everything right from just an online resource. We never use those online resources. Yeah because they don't even come close. You have, you have to have somebody who thinks, who's taking the words and using them to describe something that fits into a legal regulatory structure that's going to work for your business. Those, those kind of online tools, they're just, they're just forms that work for, they're trying to work for everybody. And that just doesn't work. They never work actually. It sounds like, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you guys know what you're doing and that you're, you know, doing it and and coming from a place of of wanting to help people. And, you know, that's why you've been in business for 30 years, right? Because you've been doing it the right way. So it's been so nice to talk to you. Can you tell our listeners, you know, where they can find you and... 
Yeah, um, the best place to get information about us is um, www.butlermercero.com. That's the best place. And Mercero is M-E-R-S-E-R-E-A-U.com. So um, butlermercero.com. Um, my direct email is davis, D-A-V-I-S, at butlermercero.com. And I'll just give everybody my cell phone. That's another thing that we do too. It's different from big firms is we give everybody our cell phone numbers. And when you call us and hire us, you get us. You don't get younger lawyers that don't typically know what they're doing. It takes a long time to learn how to practice law. So you get us when you hire us, the more senior lawyers, although we do have younger lawyers that help us. So you can call me at 678-756-1317. And if we don't pick up, we'll call you back as soon as we can. That's awesome. Thank you, Davis. Thanks so much for connecting with us today. And I'm sure that I've learned a lot. I know other people listening will have too. So well, I hope thank, so. You thank, time. You. thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Milton and More. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnpmilton.com. That's gnpmilton.com or call 470-664-4930.